evening. I want to welcome our many listeners to our online watch night service this evening. I thank you for tuning in and I pray that God will richly bless you as we have fellowship together virtually tonight. Our opening hymn is taken from our hymn book, 727, Standing at the Portal of the Opening Year. Words of comfort meet us, hushing every fear, spoken through the silence by our Father's voice, tender, strong, and faithful, making us rejoice. Join with us as we sing this hymn together. The words will come up on the screen. Please feel free to sing along.
What a beautiful hymn. We're going to unite together in prayer and we'll look to the Lord for his help and blessing this evening. Let's all pray. Almighty God and loving Heavenly Father, we come by faith tonight into thy sacred and holy presence. We come in the lovely and precious name of Jesus Christ, thine only begotten Son, our Lord and Saviour. And how we rejoice that it's written in the Scriptures, having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. And O oh God, thou dost know that we don't come in our name, boasting of how great or good we are, telling thee what we have done, offering to thee the works of our hands. But we come by faith, we come pleading the merits of the precious shed blood. And we ask thee in the ground of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, that thou would lift up the light of thy countenance, that thou would look upon us, that thou would meet with us here, grant us a conscious sense of thy divine presence. Lord, we pray that thou be merciful. We're thankful that God is indeed all sufficient to meet every need. And we can rejoice tonight that it is written of thee, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, everything that we have and all that thou dost for us and grant to us is in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're thankful, O oh God, that in the uh, New Year's Eve night we can meet together virtually. We're conscious, Lord, that we can't meet together as a physical congregation in the house of the Lord this evening. But, O oh God, we're glad that we can still meet online. We're thankful that thy word is not bound. It's not bound or subject to districts or parishes. Oh God, let thy word a free course tonight. And we pray that as we join together in the worship of thee, that we'll take into our minds that thou art the living and the true God. And besides thee, there is none other. Thou art God alone. Thou art creator and maker. Thou art absolutely sovereign over this world that thou was made. Thou art sovereign over time, events and people, places. Oh God, even nations. Lord, we're conscious that it's written by the psalmist, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And we raise our voice and we say hallelujah. Like Nahum, we say the Lord is good. We acknowledge that thou art a stronghold in the day of trouble. And thou dost know them that trusteth in thee. We trust in thee not only as the living and the true God, but as a God who is thrice holy, a, a, a God to be feared. And thou art a trinity in unity. We worship thee as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one and one in three. We acknowledge this is a great mystery. But, O oh God, we bow the knee to the revelation of thyself in the Holy Scriptures. We thank thee, O oh God, that we uh, can worship thee as the one who planned the great plan of redemption. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for sending thine only begotten Son. We thank you for the person and work of the Lord Jesus. We bless thee for his birth. We thank thee for his sinless life, his atoning death, his bodily resurrection. We thank thee, O God, for the fact that the eternal Son left the bosom of the Father for the womb of the Virgin. And Lord, not only was incarnated in time, but was manifest in the likeness of sinful flesh. And yet he himself, living a sinful life, sinless life, we rejoice, Lord, in the sinless life of Christ. We thank thee for his atoning death, his bloodshedding. We thank thee for his resurrection to glory. We thank thee, 
you we have in Christ a man in the glory, one who lives in the power of an endless life to make intercession for us. And we bless thee for redemption accomplished. We thank thee for redemption applied by the Holy Spirit. And we're glad, Lord, that there was a people in this world. In fact, many in this congregation can say that they belong to the Lord in truth. There was a time when they were born of the Spirit and washed in the blood. And Lord can say, uh, Dear Savior, thou art mine. And I pray tonight, O God, that thou will be mindful of us now. Come and meet with us here. Pour out thy Spirit. Bless us as we sing the old hymns of Zion. Bless us the reading of the Scriptures. Use thy word, we pray for thy glory. Save precious souls. Even speak to a soul tonight. Remember struggling saints. Have mercy on them and help them. Deliver them from all their fears. And, O oh God, help them to trust in thee. Is it not written, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord? And we look to thee, Lord, as the old year closes and as the new year unfolds. We pray that thou will give us grace. And, Lord, we'll trust thee for each day of the year. We'll trust thee for each step of the journey. We'll trust thee for ourselves and our families. We'll trust thee, Lord, for the work of God and even for thy blessing. Lord, we long for thy blessing to be upon us. We, we long, Lord, that thou will have mercy and visit the land with a, a blessing of a heaven-sent sky blue, sin-defeating, devil-disturbing revival of true Bible-believing religion. Lord, have mercy on us to this end. We say with the ancient, wilt thou not revive us again? that we thy people may rejoice in thee. Lord, visit Carrie Duff and his community and save a multitude of souls, awaken them to their sin and their need of Christ. And Lord, bring many even to righteousness from this community. Bless thy word, we pray, to this end. Bless our sister congregations up and down the length of the country who are also having virtual online services. Use thy word, we pray, for thy glory and bring honor even praise even to thyself. For we ask this tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible reading this evening is taken from Psalm 56. Let's hear the word of the Lord. Reading, of course, from the authorized version. The words will come up on the screen, but we would encourage you to get your own Bible and read the words, and you might want to underline some particular sections. Remember, God's word is infallible and inerrant, and we rejoice that we have the word of God in our day and generation. Psalm 56, let's hear the word of God together. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. 
In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling? That I may walk before God in the light of the living. Amen. We know the Lord will stamp with his own approval and blessing. This reading of his own infallible and inerrant word. Let's just unite briefly in prayer. Almighty God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy precious word tonight. And we pray in Jesus' name that thou would use thy word even for thy glory. We think of the many that are fearful. Fearful, Lord, of a wide variety of things. The many that are struggling tonight, especially thy dear people. And Lord, they want truth and they want light and they need help. Send thy truth. Send thy light. Send help from the sanctuary in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, let the entrance of thy word bring light. Let it give understanding to the simple. Let thy word be a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. Have mercy on us to this end. Speak, Lord. We need thee. We want thee. We want to hear from heaven. Thou art most welcome, Lord. And we say to thee, draw alongside. Lord, even for all the families that are listening online, we pray that wherever they're at, that the word of God will prove itself to be a nail in a sure place tonight. Lord, we plead the blood. I ask for cleansing in the blood now, for the help of thy Holy Spirit. I pray that thou will use thy word for thy glory at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, my text this New Year's evening is found in Psalm 56 in the verse 3. It reads as follows. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And for a few minutes tonight, I want to speak on the theme that I've entitled Conquering Fear by Faith. If you look at the text, it mentions the word time. This is but one reference out of 700 that mentions time in the Bible. Now, time, of course, is a concept we're all familiar with, and in fact, a very important subject, for our lives are controlled and measured by time. Now, this evening is New Year's Eve, 2020, and it marks the final countdown to see out the old year and to bring in the new. And many in the Western world will be glad to see out 2020 and will indeed welcome in 2021. 2020, for many, has been a horrible year for a wide variety of reasons. Sickness, and death, and unemployment. But none more so than this wretched COVID business with its abounding misinformation. The new year, I believe, is a time for a fresh start. A time for forgetting the things that are past and a time for bringing in the new. Now, I was thinking of the new year. I was wondering, Lord, what can I say to the carried off congregation, not only in-house, but also online? I remember reading Psalm 56 recently, and my eye caught hold of the verse 3. I was thinking of the words, what 
time, I am afraid I will trust in thee. And I thought, what a great verse. What a wonderful text of scripture. What great counsel from the lips of the psalmist a thousand years before Christ for people everywhere to hear and learn. Not only a word for the unconverted, the unregenerate man, but a word for the struggling saint. As I look at this text of scripture, thinking of the theme, conquering fear by faith, I want you to notice three things. First of all, there's an admission of fear here. What time I am afraid. You see, David's fears are real. The context is about the many attempts by King Saul to slay David. David remembers a man after God's own heart. The boyish soldier who slew Goliath. The boy soldier who slew a lion and a bear to protect his father's flock. And now out of fear for his life, he has run off to Gath. And he's seeking protection under a man called King Achish. He's the king of Gath. And David, sadly, upon entering Gath, even before he entered it, but while in Gath, in the land of the Philistines, is gripped by a fear of death. And you can read about this here in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 to 15. David recognizes this time in his life. He has many enemies. There's many enemies uh, who are loyal to King Saul. Sadly, many former friends have become backstabbers and traitors. And they're all out to hurt David. They're out to slay his precious soul. And even in the land of the Philistines, the Philistines, remember, are David's enemies. He slew their champion. The, the Philistines, I believe, can still hear the song that was sung about David in their heads. Saul slew his thousands. David is tens of thousands. The Philistine advisors to King Ashish are suspicious of David. They don't want them in Gath. And in fact, I believe they, they wanted him dead. David's enemies are strong. David's enemies are clever. David's enemies are united. If we think of the words in 1 Samuel 21 verse 10, and David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Gath. Look at the words in verse 12 of the same chapter. And David laid up these words in his heart. That was the words of Achish as advisors. And was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So much so that he pretended himself to be mad. And you can uh, look at verse 13 at your leisure. 1 Samuel 21 verse 13. It'll come up on the screen. You've got to think of the context here. The context is important. You can't divorce this subject from its context. David's fears are real. Listen to the words, even of the title, to the chief musician upon Jonath, um, Elim, uh, Rickham, uh, Mictam of David, when the Philistines took him in Gath. See, David's fears are real. So you've got to think of the reality of fear here. Maybe this new year, there's things that you're afraid of. Maybe you're afraid of the unknown. You're afraid of what the future holds in 2021, what it's going to bring to you and to your family. See, it's all unforeseen. It's all um, unknown to you. and It's out of sight and out of view. Maybe you fear financial debt. You've already got bills that you can't pay. Maybe you fear unemployment, the loss of a secure job. And maybe it's the breakup of a relationship. A, a wife or a husband has left you for someone else and you're devastated. 
Maybe it's uh, the fear of being alone. Maybe your, your loved one or your life's partner has been taken from you in death. And maybe you've struggled with the fear of sickness and illness and, 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 and terminal cancer. Maybe it's a fear of being homeless and, and just alone in the world without friends and, and not being loved and not being wanted and needed and accepted. Maybe it's the fear of being hurt by a friend. Maybe it's even the fear of death itself and meeting God in the judgment. Here's what David did when he recognized, accepted, and acknowledged his fear. There was an admission of fear. David's fears were real. He recognized them. He he admitted them. There's an acknowledgement here. But notice not only the reality of fear, but think of the reason for David's fear. Why was David so afraid? Well, that's the way that God had made him. You see, there's great fear in all our lives. The truth is our hearts are all so full of fear. On the journey of life, we often feel afraid. We're gripped by anxiety and worry. We've got that sick feeling in our stomach, the the pounding in our heart and our mind, the rush of thoughts in our heart and mind. You see, fear is a normal human emotion designed by God to alert us to certain danger, prompting us to take action. Now, there's many areas of life where we all must take necessary precautions. For example, you you think of a young lad or a young girl, and they're driving home from a place. Mummy will be at home. Daddy will be at home. There's icy conditions on the road, and they'll probably get a phone call to to say to drive with care and attention, to reduce their speed, make sure they put their seatbelt on. Don't use the mobile phone. You think of the advice of the police service of Northern Ireland at this time to the public Never, ever drink and drive. You see, it's all about safety. It's all about one's well-being. Think of a family out for a walk on a mountain path, and the mummy's fearful. She's saying to the children, don't go near the edge. You see, what's she doing? She's exercising care. She's got the fear of them falling and being seriously injured, or maybe uh, going to their death. Many have a fear of spiders. Many have a fear of snakes. Many have a fear of bulls in a field. How many mothers are afraid even if their daughter's being kidnapped or, or maybe molested by a stranger? And, 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 and you see, they're full of worry and anxiety even about that. This normal healthy fear anticipates real sudden danger or, or anticipated danger or imagined danger to take precaution. Some fears are rational and appropriate. But many fears are also irrational and inappropriate, and we could call them illegitimate fears. So there is a legitimate fear of things, and, and, and there's an illegitimate fear, and the illegitimate fear causes you to panic. And that illegitimate fear can be a very destructive force in your life. And, and that illegitimate fear is not of God. God is not the author. God is not the source. You see, such fear can cripple you. Such fear can paralyze you in a spiritual sense, affect you physically, affect you mentally. Is it not written in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear? You see, the reason for David's fear was that that's the way God had made him. But he had to understand there's two types of fear. There's a healthy fear and an unhealthy fear. And David at this time is gripped by an unhealthy fear. Notice his resolve. What time I am afraid. When I'm about to panic. 
when fear's taken control of me, when I've lost my senses, when I'm not fully cognizant of what I'm doing, in such an hour, what must I do? Admit my fear. Acknowledge them before the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm afraid. And he added, I will trust in thee. That's the holy resolve of the true child of God. It's not that the true child of God has no fears, for he has legitimate and illegitimate. It's not that the child of God is never afraid, for at times he is. David's talking about that. It's not that the child of God is fear-free. David's not so foolish. He is true to life. He's humbly and honestly admitting, Lord, I have fears. Lord, they're real. Lord, here's the reason for them. But Lord, this is my resolve. This is what I'm, I'm pledging to do. I'm going to turn to you, Lord. I'm going to tell you all about them. Lord, I'm going to set it out bit by bit. Lord, I'm going to trust in thee for my help. You see, here's the wisdom of his resolve. And I say tonight, whatever you fear, everything that makes you afraid in life's journey, you turn to the Lord. You tell the Lord all about it. And you trust the Lord in his holy, sovereign power. There's an admission to fear here. But notice something else. There's an answer to fear. I will trust in thee. What is true faith? Think of an acrostic in the word faith. F-A-I-T-H. Forsaking all, I trust him. And you see, the true and living God loves you tonight in Jesus Christ, his son, his only begotten son. Never apart from Christ does he love you. He doesn't love you without Christ, but always in and through Christ. And the true and living God, our blessed heavenly father, fully knows all that's going on in your life and mine right now. He knows what makes us tick. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're doing. The true and living God also in Christ has foreordained all that's happening in your life right now. The dark and difficult times that you're experiencing. The struggles. Your unbelief. Your guilt. Your anger. Your sin. And I want to tell you tonight that the true and living God in Jesus' name has power to help you and me. Do you know that he has grace for us? To help in time of need? Do you know that he is mercy for us? He wants us to do these three things. He wants us to turn to him with all our heart. He wants us to tell him what's on our heart and mind. Lay out every fear, every hope, every dream, every aspiration. He wants us to trust him. You see, true faith I was taught as a boy is like tar. Trust in him. Adhere to him. Fully rely on him. In other words, putting your whole full weight in him. Is this not what was true of godly men and godly women in the Bible? Think of the heroes of faith in the Old Testament as recorded in Hebrews 11. You see, in biblical times, women, the woman had to cook and clean, raise the children. They too had other duties and responsibilities. They too would have faced hormone fluctuations. They would have experienced the menopause. They were growing old. They laughed with their friends. They cried in times of difficulty. They were afraid certain days. They looked after sick family members. At times their cupboards were bare and empty. They had hard days when they faced the creditor. And what did they fully resolve to do as they experienced such things in life's journey? They had faith in God. 
They trusted in the Lord as the living and the true God. They, they talked about my God and my Redeemer, my salvation. They knew if they focused on their fears, they would leave the Lord out. They would forget him. They would forsake him. They would fail him. But by faith, through grace, wasn't in their own strength or power, they brought the Lord into the very center of their lives. And they heard his many fear nots and his many don't be afraid. You know there's 366 fear knots in the Bible. One for each day of the year, even including the leap year. You see, faith in something that's natural to all men, there's things that we rely on. We rely on the alarm clock going off at the right time, the fire alarm going off in the house or in the church building if there's a fire. We uh, rely on the milkman to leave the milk at the doorstep. We rely on the car battery to uh, start whenever we turn the key in the ignition. We rely on the traffic lights um, to uh, signal when to stop and when to go. We rely on a seat when we sit upon it that we're not going to fall and, and hurt ourselves. That's faith. That's natural to us. But you know, that's only a faint reflection, a faint shadow of what true faith is. You see, true saving faith is the gift of God. This, this ability, this grace to trust in the Lord fully and totally. So we're trusting in him. So we're adhering to him. So we're relying on him. This is God's answer to fear. But this is a gift of God. The Bible says, for by grace he is saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And this is a gift of faith implanted in the soul by the Holy Spirit in the new birth. And we can trust in God. Now, what did the psalmist mean whenever he said, I will trust in thee? He was thinking of God's person. If you read the psalm very carefully, verse 1, you've got the mention, O God. And then in verse 2, you've got the words, O thy most high God. In verse 10, in God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. And you see, these are just some of the titles that are used in the psalm about God. Oh God, oh most high God. Lord, the psalmist is having a comprehension of God's person. He's thinking of who God is and his relationship with the Lord. And he's going to trust this God who's most high, this God who's creator and maker, this God who is Jehovah, the God of the covenant. He's thinking of God's provision for him. What does he ask for? Be merciful unto me, O God. So he's asking for mercy. He believes and knows that God is mercy. He is thinking about justice. He says in verse 7, Shall they escape by iniquity in thine anger? Cast down the people, O God. He knows that God is perfectly just. He knows that the God of all the earth, the judge of all the earth, will do right. He's thinking about God's care for him. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? In verse 8. You see, maybe you're facing a difficult time right now. And you're fearful. But you're also tearful. Well, he knows your tears. Your tears are precious. He watches your pathway. He knows every step that you take. He can tell your wanderings. And I want to tell you, you're precious to him. And not only that, here's another provision. When I cry unto thee, then mine enemies turn back. This I know for God is for me. He, he is conscious that God hears and answers his prayer whenever he calls upon him. He's 
trusting in God's promises. He says, in God will I praise his word. He's thinking of the many promises that won't fail him, that'll enable him to overcome, that are there in the Holy Scriptures. Listen to one such promise in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, we've got these lovely words that we've preached on before. Think of the words, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And there's hundreds, in fact, there's thousands more promises. And you can stand by faith in the promises of God. You can trust in God's power. Think of what he says there in verse 9. This I know for God, this God who made me, this most high God, this God of the covenant, the Lord Jehovah, this God is, is for me. And in what way is he for me? Look at verse 13. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. He's a saved man. He's an Old Testament believer. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God? in the light of the living. It's interesting that he calls this psalm a miktam, which is a golden psalm, a precious truth. And here's the message of the Bible. Trust in me. Do you trust in God, in his glory, his greatness, his grace, his goodness to you as an individual? Will you trust his person, his provision, his promises, his power, trusting him for pardon? to deliver your soul from death and from eternal hell and judgment? Here's the answer to fear. I will trust in thee. I want you to think of one other thing. The acceptance of fear. David said, what time I am afraid. You see, one of the most important questions that any individual could ever be asked in life's journey is this. Dost thou not fear God? Was not the question that was asked by one of the dying thieves to the other thief as he hurled vile cursings in the face of Christ as he died? Fear of God, I believe, is one of the most important aspects in the life of a true child of God. Not a cringing fear, not a carping fear, but a careful, a comforting fear. It's being in awe of him. It's being in reverence of him. It's about being in dread of him. Listen to what the word of God says. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself and let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 13. Do you have a regard for him? Do you have a fear of offending the Lord, of arousing his wrath? Is it not written, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And that's a legitimate, healthy fear to have in your heart. And, and David says, what time, I'm afraid. He's not thinking of this legitimate healthy fear because he already has that because this fear has helped him to turn to the Lord, to talk to him and to trust in him. I want you to think of David. He wants to trust in the mercy and the justice and the care and the fact that God hears and answers prayer. He, he thinks of God as the judge of all the earth. He knows that the judge of all the earth shall do right. He knows that uh, God judges in perfect holiness and through righteousness. He knows that none who continue in sin or all sorts and kinds of sin can sin and get away with it. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. Find you out in time. Find you out of your body. Find you out 
in eternity. One day, you know, every one of us, the Bible says, shall give an account of himself to God. You think of that day when you'll stand face to face with God. You think of the second visible personal return of Christ to this earth. And listen to what the Word of God says, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. And do you hear troubled rest with us? When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. I say to you tonight, you need to be ready for that day. I say to you tonight, remember that it's written in 1 Peter 4 and 19 that judgment is to begin at the house of God. There's the order. The saints will be judged first. And then the sinners will be judged at the great white throne judgment. And it's important that you grasp that. It is true that God is loving. We read in the scriptures, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we're just after celebrating the Christmas period and thanking God for his wonderful gift of his eternally only begotten son, Jesus Christ our Lord. It is true that God is kind and patient and good and long-suffering, but also true he's a God of wrath. It's also true he's a God of holy justice. It's also true that, that holiness uh, marks the very being of God. And each of us one day will give an account to God for our lives, every thought, every word, and every deed. It's interesting that in the book of Revelation, it mentions in Revelation chapter 21 and in the uh, verse 8, it mentions these words, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Notice the word fearful. The man or woman who knows that there's a God and many deny that there is a God, but the Bible says the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. You can deny all you want. You can protest all you want, but God is very much alive. God is real. God is there. God is here. God is. And you want to escape him. And if you tonight know you're a sinner and know you've got a soul, and you know that your soul will live forever either with Jesus Christ in heaven or with the devil and his minions in hell. And you know that you need to be saved as well as the heads in your body. And you know how to be saved. Confess your sin. Lord, I'm a sinner. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith and trust in him alone. Not in the church. Not in the pastor. Not in the priest. Not in the pope. But, but, but in, in Christ alone. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. And you trust him with, with your whole life. You see, God's salvation is true faith. For salvation is not just the decision of a moment. It's the principle of a whole life. The just shall live by faith. And that's what the psalmist is talking about. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling? He's thinking about life in the body. That I may walk before God in the light of the living. And I say to you tonight, to receive salvation, you need to get right with God. You need to prepare for that day. You need to repent. 
And if you know that your soul is saved from sin's penalty and power and pleasure and one day from its presence, and, and your soul is saved from the very hell that we deserved, then you'll want to live a life of faith. You, you will adopt this mindset, faith in God. Why? Because you have a healthy fear of God. There's an acceptance of fear. And you'll keep fixed in him. And you won't forget him. And you won't forsake him. And despite the change in circumstances, your life will be ruled and governed by this wonderful principle that because the fear of the Lord is in your heart, you will not only want to love him, you will live for him. You'll be loyal to him. And in the midst of living for him and being loyal to him, you will trust him implicitly. And you will say, as for God, his way is perfect. I close with this thought. The psalmist said in Psalm 31 and verse 15, an amazing statement. He said, my times are in thy hands. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. But my times are in thy hand. Are your times in the hand of the Lord? Is your hand in the Lord's hand tonight? As you step out of 2020, as we wave goodbye to it, as we say cheerio and, and step into 2021, can you say tonight in truth that my hand's in the hand of the Lord? My times are in thy hand. And whatever happens in 2021, you're going to trust him, trust the Lord. God bless you tonight. We're not going to sing a closing hymn here in the congregation but we are going to listen to the Reverend William McRae, who's recorded a lovely piece from his home. And that lovely piece is entitled, Trust Me. There's so much going on around me. And I know that I don't like the things that I see. Spinning runs so endlessly. 
us close our service in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for being with us tonight in this online watch night service. We thank you for these old hymns, the reading of your word, the preaching of the word, this closing message by Dr. McRae. We pray that you'll speak on when the voice of the preacher is silent and use thy word, we pray at this time, for thy glory. And we do think of the many, Lord, that are fearful for a wide variety of reasons. We know that David said, what time I am afraid. And we know this is a time of fear for many. And whatever their fear is, Lord, whether it's the fear of the future, unemployment, rising debt, breakup of relationships, fear of being alone, fear of death, fear of judgment, fear of meeting thee without Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Come and speak, Lord. We pray that thou will give them the very resolve that the psalmist had and be able to say in truth, in thee will I trust. Help individuals to trust thee. Grant the gift of faith, we pray. We ask now that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of thyself and the communion of the Holy Spirit will be upon us both now and evermore. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. I would like to take this opportunity tonight to thank everyone for listening online. I would also want to say to everyone, I trust that you will have a blessed and a very happy and prosperous 2021. And may that be true of us individually and also collectively. God bless you again. And thank you for listening tonight.